Thank you very much, my sister Wayne. I, li I like to call her Wayne because um, I can remember that I have to drink some wine after this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me just make it in French. For those who are participating online, you have the choice of languages. You can click at the bottom in order to choose French or English. I will speak in both languages. Good morning, members of uh, the press. Good morning, uh, dear friends, for those who are in the U.S. Good afternoon for those who are in uh, Africa. I don't know if there are people who are uh, uh, about to sleep. I will say good evening. Uh, I'm delighted to greet all of you from the AU, African Union Media uh, Coordination Meeting, that is bringing our head of state in, Nami in Nairobi, uh, in Kenya. I thank our head of state that I had to, to meet this morning for the renewal commitment to support Africa CDC and to make it the world-class organization. Please let me thank also all of you joining today for this special event. During this briefing, I will share with you the remarkable achievement of Africa CDC over the past three months since I took office based on my vision called New Deal for Africa CDC. It is my commitment and conviction that Africa CDC will effectively carry out its mandate if we address the existing organizational and structural gaps that currently are affecting the organization. Then, because we started to tackle all of these challenges, let me share with you the good news that we got from the AU Media Summit. The first one, we successfully managed to operationalize our Africa CDC governance structures. For information, we have four governance structures. The first one is the High Council of Head of State. We have 10 of them guiding uh, and providing uh, strategic advice and guidance to Africa CDC. The second one is the governing board that is comprised by ministers of health and other non-voting members and partners. That is the a strategic board to approve a number of our policies and uh, our document. The third one is what we call the Advisory Technical Council, where we have uh, one of uh, a number of our, our, our experts coming from all countries and providing guidance to the, uh, the, 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 the support, providing support to Africa CDC. And the last one is the Secretariat of Africa CDC led by the Director General. Colleagues, dear friends, let me share with you that since 2020, our governance structures didn't meet physically to support Africa CDC due to the COVID crisis. This is why in Nairobi, we managed to have the advisory technical council meeting. We had around 30 people coming from various countries, and this meeting led for the choice of uh, a new uh, uh, bureau led by a colleague from Mozambique and supported by another colleague uh, uh, from Nigeria. 
Then we had another meeting. This is the governing board. Uh, this governing board, out of the 10 ministers we are expecting, we got eight countries because two other countries from Northern Africa are still conducting negotiation. Currently, the eight ministers who are board members of Africa CDC are Benin and Niger for West Africa, Botswana and Zambia for South Africa, Burundi and CAR, Central African Republic for Central, and Ethiopia and Mauritius for Eastern Africa. This is the first success for us to have our governance structures working and providing uh, support to Africa CDC. What is the second success? The second success is we have our strategic plan 2023-2027 approved by the governing board. We cannot achieve anything without the vision, and the vision is translated into the strategic plan. The strategic plan is guiding all priorities of public health in Africa for the next five years. The development of the strategic plan undergone an extensive consultation process involving all 55 countries in Africa, all AU departments and agencies working around health area, and international and national partners in Africa and the world. This strategic plan has six major pillars or priorities. The first one is strengthening the integrated health systems in Africa. The second one is to build proactive surveillance, intelligence gathering, and early warning system in Africa. The third one is to ensure a robust early uh, 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 emergency preparedness and response capabilities for all public health emergencies in Africa. The fourth one is the, to strengthen the regional and national organizations like the National Public Health Institute. The fifth one is to expand the clinical and public health laboratory system and networks. And the last one is to expand the local manufacturing of vaccines, therapeutics, and diagnostics. To implement these six priorities, we have some enablers. Enablers are cross-cutting uh, support activities that will help us to achieve what we want to achieve. The first one is uh, to support, to have a skilled and best-in-class African public health workforce. Our community health workers, our health care workers are really at the center of our action to implement the program. The second one is securing sustainable financing for public health in Africa. We are talking about domestic funds, we are talking about external funds. The third one is to support integrated digital and analytical approaches to public health in Africa. We have also another enabler that is the climate change oriented program. Knowing that the we are facing a number of outbreaks due to the climate change. This is why the climate change is a key enabler for us. We have also another enabler that is to strengthen the public health research and innovation to improve 
public health decision-making process and practice. The last one is about partnership how to have a coordinated, respectful, and action-oriented uh, partnership that can help us to implement the vision that we have. This is the second result. I took some minutes to talk about the strategic plan because from the strategic plan, Africa City being the umbrella of health in Africa, Africa City getting the, the, the input from all partners, we are now able to go back to all of them to say, make sure that to implement any program in Africa, use this strategic plan. The third success, the third success is our structure. We managed to have our structure approved by the Executive Council. This is a meeting that took place two days ago from 9 a.m. till 4 a.m. the second day. During this meeting, our Minister of Foreign Affairs, who are members of the African Union Executive Council, approved the new structure of Africa CDC. What it means? It means we are moving from a small number of regular staff to an appropriate number of regular staff. We are moving from a structure that was around 300 people to a structure that can now accommodate 900 people. And for that, this is good news for us. It's giving us the opportunity to fulfill our mandate to build a stronger, more efficient organization capable of tackling future health challenges across the continent. This is the way for me, an opportunity for me to call, up, to call upon all countries, all African talents, all African experts to start to look our website. We want to hire around 100 skilled and talented Africans by December 2023. And it means all positions will be advertised. We need Africa CDC to represent the diversity of Africa in terms of gender, in terms of geography, in terms of language. Feel free to go because our uh, applications are advertised in all languages. As Director General for Africa CDC, while I'm talking about this three success from Nairobi, I can't skip talking about what we are doing on a daily basis. It means supporting our member state to manage a number of outbreaks that we have. For your information, every week we have at least to public health threat, including outbreaks or major diseases in our, mem uh, in our continent uh, affecting our member state. Actually, we are following some high-risk event and moderate event in addition to others. Some of these high-risk events are like cholera. Cholera is affecting 15 member states. It means almost 30% of our uh, countries with around 2,600 deaths till date. This is huge. We are also following measles. Measles affecting 22 member states with almost around 2,000 deaths. We are following 
COVID-19. Many people, they think that COVID is the past. It's not the past. We still have COVID. As a reminder, we have around 260,000 deaths due to COVID. We are following diphtheria in some countries like Nigeria with a number of deaths. We are also following monkeypox in five member states with already around 2,600 deaths. And of course, we are following polio that is affecting 10 member states. Every day, we have colleagues running, going to support countries just for cholera. We have to affect 1,300 experts and community workers to support Malawi and two other countries to tackle this disease. It means Africa CDC is really safeguarding the public health in Africa. And we hope that with all tools that we have now, with our governance structures in place, with our structure of uh, more than 900 people plus the 155 regular staff that we got from the Executive Council, with our budget that was approved and with the strategic plan that was validated by the Executive Council, we are well positioned to deliver and we hope that together with our member states, with our partners, we'll do that great job that can help us to transform the agenda of health in Africa. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Joan Kaseya. Colleagues, there you have it, uh, a complete breakdown of uh, some of the processes that have been going on to ensure that uh, Africa CDC has been fully capacitated and also the rundown of some of the challenges, the public health challenges that we are facing on the continent. It is now time for us to get into our question and answer section. So from the room, we will have a show of hands uh, so that we know who has a question or uh, a comment to make. And uh, online, please utilize the chat section. We are not taking any live uh, calls, but please do send your questions in through the Q&A or the chat uh, section. Okay, somebody just wrote to say, I cannot hear the English version. All right, um, this is something for our technical team to attend to. If there is any fault there that might be going on, please attend to that. But for your questions, please utilize the question and answer section uh, and not the, the live uh, broadcast. All right, so from the room, let's start. Do we have anyone who has a question that they want to put forward? Kennedy, Pana Press. Thank you. Um, my name is Kennedy Abau. I work for Pan-African News Agency. My question is, um, you mentioned um, the Africa healthcare system. Uh, could you explain to us what you mean by that? Just try to break it down for us so that you understand what you mean by the healthcare system and why you need to invest in it. And um, also on the other issue is, um, I remember some countries did invest money in keeping the, C the CDC to come to operation. But what are the African countries doing? 
what is their input in the CDC, how much of the ownership is African. Thank you. Thank you. Over to you, DG. Oh, thank you very much. I think, Kennedy, uh, these are two important questions. And uh, when we are talking about Africa healthcare system, you know, I have to say to colleagues that when I started my public health uh, 25 years ago, we are talking about uh, um, primary health care. Primary health care, you know, we had some entry point. Each country could use each uh, one of the entry points to, to build the system. Mostly, many countries, they were focusing on one. Maybe it could be vaccination, maybe it could be uh, uh, nutrition. But we saw that with this approach, we are not really building the system. Then we moved from primary health care to embrace the concept of health system strengthening. The health system strengthening to us, okay, let us sit, plan according to the system and develop an integrated plan that can help us to really to make sure that we are pushing the, the agenda of the system, not of one intervention. And this health system strengthening came with some pillars what we call the key five pillars of the health system strengthening, like human resources, like coordination, like financing, like supply chain management, like monitoring and evaluation, and others. You can see others that will also add like a community health interventions. These key pillars were almost cross-cutting pillars for interventions, how to strengthen that to make sure that we are moving with the agenda of health in Africa. Then we saw that there was something that was missing, it was the appropriate funding of the system, domestic funding mostly. This is why we came with the concept of universal health coverage. If you see the universal health coverage, it's mostly the health system strengthening based on the prime health care plus the financing component. We, we, got, we did very well. Some countries, they started to achieve some global agenda, I don't want to name countries, but I'll congratulate these countries. And when COVID came, we understood quickly that there was a missing component. This missing component is the local manufacturing. Let me share with you, colleagues, that we have only 1% of our vaccines we are using in Africa produced in Africa. It means when we got COVID, all of us were affected. We didn't have appropriate vaccines and medicines. This is why we moved from universal coverage without saying we are stopping that. We are not stopping universal health coverage. We moved from universal coverage to the pandemic preparedness prevention response. If you see the pandemic prevention, uh, pandemic preparedness prevention response, the way we are approaching that, it's really the primary health care, the health system strengthening, the universal health coverage, plus local manufacturing. The strategic plan that we are sharing with you today, it's really based on the pandemic preparedness, prevention, and response. Why? Because I had to share it for our Minister of Health, I have to share it for Minister of Foreign Affairs, I have to share it with Head of State. I want communities to know in the next five to seven years, we'll have another pandemic. This pandemic can kill more than COVID killed. 
This pandemic can destroy our economy more than COVID destroyed our economy. It means when we are talking about the concept of Africa healthcare system, it's really to see how we are approaching the pandemic preparedness response based on all pillars that I have to explain to you today. Your second question about investment in African, from African countries. Yes, currently our budget is mostly around 10% from African countries, 90% from external partners. But we need to change this figure. And the, we are involving our head of state. We are involving our, our Minister of uh, Health and Foreign Affairs and uh, Finance. We need Africa to become serious with the agenda of health. We need Africa to invest on public health. Our public health security is first our priority. It's not the priority of external partners. While we are building this agenda, we are encouraging also partners to start to support our countries based on the strategic plan. It means we believe that there is a win-win. Yes, in the past we didn't have this kind of funding from our member state. We have to recognize that we went from like 2-3% now to 10%. It's a major jump if we consider the current financial situation of African countries, but we have still a uh, way to, to move forward. We have still room to improve. Thank you.